0: So this is Rudy Giuliani, President lawyer. I'm calling you because I want to discuss with you how they're trying to rush this hearing and how we need you, our Republican friends, to try to just slow it down so we can, we can get these legislatures to get more information to you. And uh, I know they're reconvening they're re, uh, at 8 tonight. So, but it, 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 the only strategy we can follow is to object to numerous states and raise issues so that we get ourselves into tomorrow, ideally until the end of tomorrow. I know McConnell is doing everything he can to rush it, which is kind of a kick in the head, because it's one thing to oppose us, it's another thing not to give us a fair opportunity to contest it. He wants to try to get it down to 3 only three states that we can test. Well, there, there are 10 states that we can test, not three. So if, if you could object to every state, and along with a congressman, get a hearing for every state, I know we would delay you a lot, but it would give us the opportunity to get the legislators, who are very, very close to pulling their votes, particularly after what McConnell did today, it angered them because they had written letters asking that you guys adjourn and send them back, the questionable ones, and they'll fix them up. So if I'm, this phone number, I'm available on all night, and it would be an honor to talk to you. Thank you.
1: What a joke. What a mess. What an embarrassment. As crazed Trumpians stormed the Capitol, Rudy Giuliani, one of the remaining Trump henchmen, was calling Senator Tommy Tuberville to ask him to delay the proceedings to certify the election of Joe Biden. We can guarantee these orders came directly from Donnie T. What is utterly incredible about this recorded voicemail is that Rudy, so unhinged and so fucking stupid, is that he was not calling the phone of Senator Tuberville, but another random senator who took the voicemail and sent it to the media Trump's mafia can't even strong arm properly. The more disgusting part of this call is that it was made as five people were killed as lunatics breached security at the Capitol, and America looked on in part disgust and sheer terror. I was curious what the rest of the world thought and how America now looked on the global scene.
2: For four years, we have witnessed turmoil in America. But nothing quite like this. The pro-Trump crowd fought with the police, trying to break through their lines, intoxicated by the unlikely prospect of reversing America's election outcome. We watched as the standoff continued for at least an hour. Tear gas canisters were fired from the very stage on which Joe Biden will be inaugurated. But for Capitol Hill police officers, this was a losing battle. This is exactly what was feared, but in no way is this a surprise. It has been fuelled by the president's rhetoric, and it's increasingly clear this election has not healed the wounds. It has simply amplified them. We followed the aggrieved and infuriated Trump supporters as they stormed the building. Through broken windows and doors they had forced open. and for a few heady moments they felt they had won a precious victory. They were now in the very heart of the Congressional building.
3: Congress itself, because they work for us.
1: In this dark time as a country, I understand this anger to a point. I'm angry at all those members of our government on the Republican side and the Democratic side. Their blind egos, spineless disregard for the average American. These legislators enrich their pockets at the sake of inaction with all the problems facing this country. So I wasn't surprised. But I did wonder, who are these people? I saw pictures of guys with shirts that were anti-Semitic. I saw white supremacists, people with QAnon sweatshirts. And I just saw angry people dressed in bizarre costumes. And one thought I had is why the fuck are these people putting their lives on the line for Don Trump? The elitist billionaire real estate developer who up until being president, would have laughed at these people, wouldn't even shake their hands. I could understand if Trump had any connection to rural white America or had family connections to the working class. His family has shit on people like this his whole life. Yet again, in 2021, we find ourselves collectively scratching our heads.
3: they changed the rules mid-game, and they're not being held accountable, and that's a shame. message to the Capitol Hill police and
1: lawmakers here? This is our country, this is our house. That's it. This is our house. This is our country. This is our
4: country.
2: Inside the chamber itself, there was chaos. Agents hastily blocking the doors with furniture to keep the protesters out. Officers ready to open fire as a last resort. <laughs> In the galleries, people took shelter. The great constitutional showdown in Congress had to be suspended. Madam Speaker, members of Congress, pursuant to the Constitution and the laws of the United States. A little earlier, the passions in America's political schism were on display as Trump loyalists acted to stop the certification. I rise for myself and 60 of my colleagues to object to the counting of the electoral ballots from Arizona.
1: But I would
4: urge to both sides perhaps a bit less certitude and a bit more recognition that we are gathered at a time when democracy is in crisis.
2: But the plea to suspend certification of the election was fiercely contested by the leader of the Senate who broke definitively with Trump.
5: This election were overturned by mere allegations from the losing side, our democracy would enter a death spiral. We'd never see the whole nation accept an election again.
1: In true American fashion here in 2021, this civil unrest wasn't actually based in fact or injustice, it was steeped in the determination. Of a handful of Republican politicians and the president to question the actual election results. In a suspension of reality, these rabble rousers were basing their reality on their social media feeds, the dog whistle of Fox News, and now Newsmax, and the TV network, One American News Network, Trump's new favorite. So these animals of the media elite triggered and are to blame for this. And once again, I wonder, how long will this outrage permeate the news cycle before we move on once again to business as usual in America the beautiful?
2: This morning, the president spoke to the crowd in front of the White House, repeating his false claim that the election was stolen
3: all of us here today do not want to see our election victory stolen by emboldened radical left Democrats which is what they're doing and stolen by the fake news media that's what they've done and what they're doing we will never give up we will never concede it doesn't happen you don't concede when there's theft
5: involved
2: the cost of that rhetoric is increasingly clear I as crowds tonight are still swirling around Congress. And America's long journey as a stable democracy appears to be in genuine
5: doubt. Talking about it, I got the big
1: Listen. My favorite part of taking in all the news sources covering this unrest is now all the Republican sycophants are appalled at Donnie Boy and are going public with their statements. With 12 days left of this insane asylum presidency, now they have decided to go public with their personal high horse of disgust of what happened? My favorite is Trump's legal eagle, an attorney general, Bill Barr.
6: want to tell you about what we're just now hearing from one of the most high profile former now members of the Trump administration, the former attorney general Bill Barr on what happened at the Capitol. And it is a scathing response. NBC's justice correspondent Pete Williams has that for us. Pete, you know, got to note, not a lot of love lost at the end between Bill Barr and Donald Trump. But but tell us what he's saying now.
4: Well, he has given out a public statement here and uh, the Associated Press was first to report it. He says that the president exhorting, basically, a a violent mob of uh, supporters to storm the Capitol was, quote, a betrayal of his office and supporters. And he says orchestrating a mob to pressure Congress is inexcusable. So very strong uh, language. Uh, He had put out a statement yesterday. Barr had uh, criticizing the people for storming the Capitol, saying uh, how... uh, how inexcusable it was to have that kind of violence, but the statement yesterday did not directly criticize the president. This does, saying that the president's conduct was a betrayal of his office and that orchestrating a mob to pressure Congress is inexcusable. Um, I don't know that we're going to see the former attorney general today. Uh, He may be speaking out on this later. Apparently, he's thinking about that, but it's a very strong statement from your right, one of the president's strongest defenders.
1: What a farce. If there was anyone who could have stood up to Trump and restored some dignity to the office, it would have been Bill Barr. To now come out and make a statement is one of the more hypocritical moves I have ever seen as it relates to the Justice Department, and that is saying a lot because my opinion of the Justice Department is very low. My motivation to tell this story was to fundamentally understand the last four years as it relates to crime inside this administration. The word mafia, while it is a marker of organized crime, to me... It best describes our politicians and leaders today. Barr was a part of the Trump Mafia and his cowardice, not only around this event, but as it relates to the Mueller investigation and throwing Mueller's investigative work product under the bus is reprehensible. All of these cowards, to include Ted Cruz, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Josh Hawley, he should be thrown in fucking jail. They are despicable examples of American politics as it stands today, where they put themselves ahead of country, ego ahead of service, and money above all else. The sheer fact that their constituents vote them in over and over is the only indication we need to know that America is rotting at its core. Out.
7: Trump enablers who rushed to find ways to blame others for what happened yesterday, of course, are feeling a little guilty about the fact that they decided to enable Donald Trump, amplify his unfounded claims of widespread voter fraud for their own political gain, for their own fundraising. And so, let's start off with Matt Gates because Matt Gates tried to twist things in the direction toward the left, even though everyone saw video footage of the sea of red MAGA hats. Everyone saw the signs, everyone saw the Trump flags. But Matt Gates is trying to place the blame on a different group of people. Let's watch.
4: We really don't know who is behind this. I guess you could call these, for lack of a better word, Antifa-like tactics. We don't know if Antifa is out there.
3: You're gonna see that 99% of this was all peaceful and a handful of folks. And again, we've got to get to the bottom of who they are, who they're representing, decided to try and kick the doors down. If Antifa was there, we need
1: to root it out and to make sure that that's called out, because it shouldn't be blamed on groups that weren't responsible.
3: I heard those reports, too, about possible Antifa infiltration. There have been reports
4: that there were instigators There is no evidence or proof. We also knew that there's always bad actors that will infiltrate large crowds.
0: And we had the reports that groups like Antifa, other radical groups, I don't know the names of all of them, that they were there to cause trouble.
3: Some pretty compelling evidence from a facial recognition company showing that some of the people who breached the Capitol today were not Trump supporters. They were masquerading as Trump supporters, and in fact, were members of the violent
7: terrorist group Antifa. A lot of it is the media's fault, but Martha, keep in mind, we don't know who all were the instigators in this, um, of these horrible things that happened today. I think a lot of it is the Antifa folks. I don't know, there's a lot of questions out there, and I wish we could trust the media to do its job to go research, report who all these people are.
1: This is Rich, and if the current thematic premise of our country is that we now live in two very distinct, alternate realities, then this hairsprayed piece of fucking political garbage is the new ringleader. This guy, Matt Getz, had the balls after all this happened. After everyone watched at home on TV, after these MAGA morons live streamed their own crimes and spazes of stupidity, he goes on the Senate floor and says that it was Antifa that was responsible for the storming of the Capitol. Five people died, and this excuse for a legislator with no conscience has the stomach to spew this bullshit and lies five people dead. And what makes the party of Blue Lives Matter even more of a joke? A Capitol Police officer was killed in the line of duty at the MAGA circus. Yet, I stress. Getz doubles down on these Republican fever dreams of Antifa and rooting out left-wing terrorist groups. Again, I digress.
6: News Deputy Political Director Mary Alice Parks joins me now for more on this. Mary Alice, is there a real chance that the Vice President and Cabinet would remove President Trump from office? Good
7: morning. You know, only the Cabinet members and the Vice President know that themselves it would take a majority of the president's cabinet as well as the vice president to come together and agree and submit formally to congress that they believe that the president is unfit for duties Uh, obviously then the president could dispute that it would go to a vote in the congress it would take a two-thirds vote in both the senate and the house to basically remove the president from office and install the vice president in his place you know i think a lot of legal experts and folks in washington think that that's pretty far-fetched. But that said, before yesterday, a lot of people also still believed it was far-fetched for right-wing extremists to be able to overwhelm police and physically threaten sitting members of Congress by breaching the U.S. Capitol. And so we are clearly in uncharted legal and political territory here, and there's going to be continued demands for some accountability.
1: Okay, I promised you a few things when I set out to investigate the Trump mafia and that was to track Trump's relationship with the actual Russian mob. But I also told you, in real time, I would follow the pending criminal investigations that Trump faced to include Manhattan DA Cy Vance and Letitia James, the Attorney General of New York. Those investigations, as of the week of January 8th, are going on. But after the stunt of January 7th, 2021, Donald Trump could now face other federal charges, possibly for inciting the riot in DC.
4: That intense Trump rally, where one man has already been charged for violence, the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office in North Carolina now says they are investigating if Donald Trump incited a riot. The statement from the Sheriff's Department reads, in full, our investigation is not complete as to the incidents of Wednesday, March 9th, 2016. We are continuing to look at the totality of these circumstances, including any additional charges against Mr. McGraw, including the potential of whether there was conduct on the part of Mr. Trump or the Trump campaign, which rose to the level of inciting a riot, and including the actions or inactions of our deputies." Close quote. One day before what's
0: likely to be the biggest Super Tuesday yet, Donald Trump insists his rallies are misunderstood. He's a love fest. As more protesters were removed from another Trump rally, this time in North Carolina, the GOP frontrunner blamed Democrats for the chaos at his events. The Democrats
3: are seeing what's happening. And they try and disrupt what's happening, but it's not a big deal. They stand up, they shout for a couple of seconds, and they get whizzed out.
0: And Trump told Wolf Blitzer the media is also at fault for hyping the protests.
3: There's not much violence. Let's not even use the word violence. There's very little disruption, generally speaking.
1: What is interesting about that clip is that it was from November of 2016. So let's not all sit here and act as if this couldn't happen or that there wasn't precedent. This has been going on for four years and our leaders just ignored it or encouraged it.
3: I know your pain, I know your hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election and everyone knows it, especially the other side. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace.
1: rallying cry in the aftermath of the bizarre events of january 7th 2021 is now that we need to not only impeach trump but they have asked vice president pence to invoke the 25th amendment which come on let's be real here that guy he's got about as much dignity as a fucking pedophile and let me say this very clearly and concisely the justice department democratic leadership US attorneys across the United States, if you don't do everything in your power to put Donald Trump and members of his family in jail, Donald Trump and his legions of obsessives are going to make a Biden administration a living hell. Donald Trump is not going anywhere unless you bury him. I've heard people like former FBI head Jim Comey say we needed to move forward As a country. Bullshit. It isn't going to work. This isn't Obama giving Bush and Cheney a pass on war crimes. Donald Trump is a cult of personality. He has power, immense power, inside office or out. If I'm the Democratic Party, I add to my list of crisis management, the Justice Department destroying him legally and financially. If not, I'm warning you now. The pain this country will continue to endure will be unprecedented.
6: Right now, the FBI is trying to track down the thousands of people who stormed the Capitol on Wednesday, and they need your help in finding them. Now, hundreds of officers and agents are currently looking through social media photos and video clips from the Capitol attack, along with help from area hotels and airlines where rioters may have passed through. The FBI is even offering rewards up to $50,000 for those who have any information on this person who they believe left a pipe bomb on the Capitol grounds. So far, more than 90 people have been arrested in Washington and more arrests are likely the acting Attorney General Jeffrey Rosen released a statement saying that the Department of Justice is committed to ensuring that those responsible for this attack on our government and on the rule of law will face the full consequences of their actions under the law. USA Today is also asking their followers to help identify people in photos on their website. So Big question remains, what kind of charges will these people face if and when they do get caught? Prosecutors say all options are on the table. Crimes including unauthorized access and theft of property, among others. And when asked if the prosecutors may charge President Trump for encouraging the mob to storm the Capitol, the DOJ said they're ruling out nothing. So it will be interesting to see what comes of that. But if people do know anyone in any of these photos or videos, uh, we have the story posted on our website, care11.com.
5: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how long
3: it takes for them to figure out who did all this kind of damage and track them down. Thanks, Alicia.